0: Are, and here we go. Here we go. Because here we are. Hello. Hello, and welcome back, Skeleton Crew, to another Radnarok. Radnerok podcast. Specifically, a Skeleton Crew Fight Club episode. It's the free formed stream of consciousness counterculture social commentary podcast (laughs) that's the tagline uh rolls off the tongue i uh (laughs) when i when i make myself laugh it it kind of throws me it throws me off my train of thought uh skeleton crew fight club that is actually what uh, I like that name and that idea and what it what it means to me so much that Skeleton Crew, our our shop, our store, our clothing, our lifestyle brand, I I have, uh, it's not a rename or a rebrand. I guess it's a rebrand maybe, because it used to be Skeleton Crew and then it was Skeleton Crew brand. Which, uh, in retrospect, doesn't—I don't know—just doesn't. It's not. Doesn't. It doesn't feel good to say. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel bad to say. It just. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. You know. uh, Doesn't roll off the tongue. Skeleton crew brand. Yes, too much. It's too much, but you know what? Ironically, Skeleton Crew Fight Club is even more. But I think there's something about the rhythm of it. You know, Skeleton Crew brand it doesn't have much of a rhythm. Skeleton Crew Fight Club definitely has a rhythm to it and a rhythm that I like. Who is that? Gloria Stefan. The word rhythm made me think of Gloria Stefan. She's with the uh the, the, the Miami sound machine, and was that it? <laughs> I don't know if any of that's right. It could not even be who it is. <laughs> but see what I mean? Stream of consciousness. I don't I'm not gonna that's all staying in. That is all staying in. Uh so it can be forever archived of just I don't know how what I am. I I am what I am. Uh yeah, so anyway, there's no more Skeleton Crew brand per se. I uh Skeleton Crew Fight Club now. I I had a thought earlier though because I did buy the donate the domain name and so Skeleton Crew fight club now directs to our shop there's various ways to get to the shop uh skeleton crew brand still works too but every time i say it it just doesn't you know there's no flow to it um, I, I think i made the right decision um what was i saying oh i, I got the domain but is skeleton crew fight club too long of a donate donate okay there i go dude i caught myself earlier but it was inevitable i i was going to say it that way i was going to take domain name and hybridize the words which honestly which honestly does sound better doname what's your website doname <laughs> <laughs> Think I'm onto something with that one. Uh yeah, so anyway, long story short, I I've considered recently getting another domain. So I felt like a hesitation to say it. I felt a hesitation right now to say it because I was like, what if I say it and then somebody wants to be a punk and they go and they buy the domain out from under me. But if you're listening to this podcast, why, why, why would you do that? Because I, I imagine if you're listening to this, you must, you must have some sort of semi favorable feeling about me. You know what I mean? Like you don't listen to somebody just rant about nothing or talk about nothing unless you find them even, even just like slightly amusing which i would consider a favorable feeling you know so i did i did think of that for a minute but anyway yeah <laughs> uh um the other domain doname i thought i'm thinking about utilizing instead i'm going to keep all of them honestly cuz you know why not uh com for Fight Club, or is that just not close enough? Like, cause if somebody heard Skeleton Crew Fight Club, and they, uh, their natural inclination would be to use SkeletonCrewFightClub.com, right? So maybe i you know what, go ahead, buy it out from under me. I don't care. I'm not going to use it now. Because I don't think you would hear Skeleton Crew Fight Club, and then you would think, okay, SkeletonCrewFC.com. It wouldn't, And uh, yeah, yeah, and Skeleton Crew Fight Club sticks in your head i think so never mind all of that to say that's that's what it is now so beyond just this episode type of the radnor rock podcast it's uh also what you know skeleton crew's current evolution is skeleton crew fight club uh the actual tagline I thought of earlier today while using the restroom was for skeleton crew Fight club a lifestyle brand for uh fiends freaks and fighters you like that because all of those things pertain to to me personally which again if you didn't already know all of this is just one gigantic antic narcissistic endeavor <laughs> i I create to appease myself and hope and hope that others out there will find what i what I what I concoct, what I create uh, consumable at the very least but and I said this to my wife the other day I said you know. Running a business is difficult when you have no target audience, but it's not necessarily that I have no target audience. it's just that my target audience is me <laughs> and 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 the the small handful of people out there that, that may may feel and view things similarly as I. <laughs> so it's slow going. Business is slow going when that's when that's how you operate. But I don't know any other way. I don't. I don't. I feel like trying to appease others would take the joy. And, you know, at, at times, at times over the years that is when I have lost some joy in doing things, when I'm trying to appease others. That's why, you know, it's not like, it's 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 hard to work for other people too, for me at least, because I'm like, I'm doing this for you. Like I'm utilizing this time and my abilities in this moment to further your endeavor when I could just be furthering mine, right? I mean, the only reason to work for someone else is to avoid uh, certain amounts of effort. Because everybody can do anything, especially in this day and age. In this day and age when with how, how how simplified things have become and accessible things have become, everybody can do everything. It's just a matter of what you're willing to do, what you'll push yourself to do. Uh, like tonight, for instance. Like this episode. Perfect, perfect example. I, I was really hyped on the idea of having a video element to the podcast. And specifically skeleton crew fight club episodes. Well, tonight I I opted not to out of sheer laziness. And now I don't say sheer laziness in in necessarily like a negative light because it's not I don't I don't really find it to be negative per se. It's negative that I don't have the added flair of having a video element to this episode. Uh, But, but, my motivation was, um, is it motivation? I'm always motivated, kind of, I guess, to do this. The energy, the drive, the momentum, maybe, that I had to do um something creative tonight was had, had a limit. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm driving down the road and I'm at a quarter tank. Cuz I'm just tired, man. It was it's a long day. All my days are long though. I have a seventh month old baby, a 2-year-old and a uh I'm homeschooling now. My seven-year-old, I'm homeschooling baney boy. So all that, and then he had jiu-jitsu today, and, you know, I had, to, I had to go to the grocery store, make dinner, like, it was just quite a bit. And then we had another thing going on earlier today with Maverick, like, it's just a lot, man. It's a lot of things crammed into a finite amount of time. and in And, and after, after... Life's responsible well, let's see um familial responsibilities and obligations are complete. Uh, there's still this, and if I want this to be something substantial or sustainable or if I want, I just want this to be the career and the only only source of well not the podcast podcast isn't the only source of and you know what i mean like doing a bunch of other stuff too but i digress i digress what i'm trying to get at is once and i i, I hesitate because I, see like i naturally want to say once life's responsibilities are complete but i need i need to see i need to treat this and see this as one of my life responsibilities. And it's hard sometimes. It's hard because I enjoy it. And because I enjoy it, it feels more frivolous. And I ride that line. I ride that sketchy line of if if it doesn't if it's not if it doesn't feel frivolous, I guess then because with the frivolity (laughs) is that a word with the (laughs) i'm gonna say it again i don't care if it's not a word with the frivolity frivolousness uh of it comes the fun of it it's like you know i don't know i don't know if that's a really great way of explaining it but if you get what i'm saying I'm ultimately saying that it doesn't feel like work or a job. And when it starts to feel like work or a job, it becomes less enjoyable. So you got to ride that line. You got to ride that line where you treat it like work in a job and it's important and it's one of your life responsibilities. You got to, tr- you got to treat it that way, but you can't necessarily, or I can't personally necessarily look at it that way because again if i look at it as an obligation then it just is not it doesn't it doesn't feel like something i can do for fun i want it to always forever feel like something i do for fun so with all that being said welcome to another episode of well i said skeleton crew fight club but tis the season tis the spookiest of seasons it's the season of the witch Which that was the best halloween movie halloween three it should have been its own thing uh or halloween i don't know i think the halloween franchise would have been way better if michael myers was one of the stories in every film was a new creepy thing that happened on halloween i I wonder if that was like intended to be that way at some point i know nothing about the uh the lore of the halloween franchise but from the outside looking in i i'm not a big slasher film guy and and here's the thing here's the thing you know what i'll get back to this i'll get back to this hold on uh, where was I? Season of the witch, season of bats and skeletons. It's always skeleton season for us at Leal Legacy. But for the rest of the world, this is the, this is the one time of year that that you know, we sync up with the rest of the world and it's skeleton season for all. <laughs> it's, it's skeleton season for all. It's Spooky season. Sorry, I got distracted. By nothing. By literally nothing. I w- I looked at the wall and kind of dazed out for a second. Is that a stroke? Should I be worried? Actually, that's not cool. Um, yeah, it's spooky season. So wait, during spooky season, this goes from being skeleton crew fight club to skeleton crew fright club. <laughs> My fake laugh kind of made me real laugh but then the fake laugh collided with the real laugh and it kind of choked me out a little bit that was a weird feeling <laughs> yeah so anyway skeleton crew fight club f- henceforth through uh up until christmas time will now be skeleton crew fright club um i really like that name a lot guys skeleton crew fright- fight club and fright club yeah, I'm having one of those times where it's like, I don't know if you've if you've been on this journey with me over the years, you'll you know that a lot of things have evolved. I like to say evolved. I don't like to say changed. I like to say evolved because it it was one thing and it 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 transformed into another. Uh, yeah. With all that being said, too, I've given up on, you know, like the the other various um, podcast episode types. I just started feeling too convoluted, you know? So Radnarok ultimately is still commentary on all, the questionable commentary on all things Rad. And then within there, within there, we have the only other subset. So retrospectives, and commentary, blah, blah, all of that, all of that is commentary, questionable commentary. All things red. Then we got the sub sub episodes, which is this Skeleton Crew Fight Club, which is more commentary, but it's social commentary. It's what do you? What it's like personal commentary? Yeah, something like that. Counterculture social commentary. I like the way that sounds too. So anyway, yeah. Um, and if you, if you, uh, it, if you hear that, it's because not only was I too lazy to set up a camera and lights and you know get a whole good looking set together, I, you know what, looking at this over here, that's a way better backdrop for a set. Anyway, I'll I'll do more video elements to this podcast eventually, but. I'm not, that's, that's an aspect of this that, that feels very, very work-like. So I've, I've lost motivation to do that at the moment. And then I feel like, too, there's other things on YouTube and Rumble. And there's other videos out there with this simultaneously that you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I like to make you work for it, I guess. If you want the podcast, you go to podcast platforms. If you like video streaming, you go to video platforms. If you want them all in one place, you go to LeoLegacy.com. That's the hub. That's why. You know, that's why I do it. I'm going to say that. But no, because then I would still need a video in for this. Anyway, anyway, any, anyway. Uh, again, though, that being said, I got to, the next video will look pretty good. <laughs> if, if If what I'm thinking actually works out. And it's going to be way, way more comfortable, too, to be honest with you. Man, now I'm kind of regretting not setting up for a video. But you can't live in the past, even though the past is just moments ago. Uh, and I've already lost that train of thought. What was I saying? Oh yeah, um, I didn't set up a, a a microphone arm, so I'm holding it. I'm holding it in my hand. So every like movement I make, any kind of jostle, any kind of like slight bump or tap, is definitely gonna. Hit your ear holes. Uh, so what was I saying? Back to... Yeah, I don't like slasher movies. I don't. I used to. I used to when I was a kid. And I chalk that up to the... um To the taboo nature of watching that as, like, a 12-year-old. And... Yeah, being able, like, I I grew up, I grew up living, literally, no joke, I lived right across the street from a Blockbuster video. Can you imagine that? It's the 90s and early 2000s. And right across the street from your home is just netflix which is a weird thing to think now because you just turn on your tv and there is every movie you know what i mean like an endless supply of of content to consume well kids well kids let me tell you in an age before youtube and netflix and hulu and disney plus Plus and HBO Max, and Peacock, and Paramount Plus, and and Voodoo, and... (laughs) Am I missing any of them? Uh, A time before streamers, we had DVDs. And the time before that, we had VHS. There's even a time before that, but I go back to VHS. I was born in 86, so my childhood was VHS... And I witnessed uh, a great evolution in media when we hit DVDs. And then Blu-ray came along, and I was just like, okay, this is dumb now. <laughs> Once Blu-ray hit, I was like, this is stupid. Why, why am I ever going to buy anything ever again? You know, because I'm going to get something, and then a very short time later, it's going to be a outdated piece of media. And I know there's media collectors out there, though. There's people out there who still collect VHS, which is bonkers to me. It is. It is bonkers to me. But, you know, there's people who collect cassettes. Which is another thing that's kind of weird to me. But how how different, how weird, how much more weird is collecting cassettes than collecting records? You know what I mean? I'm not an audiophile, so I have no dog in the fight of, like, what sounds better. I am sort of a cinephile. But even then, not to the degree of some other folks. I went to film school, and there are people out there who who definitely, like, have strong opinions on the type of film or film versus digital and, like... And, again again, again, I'm, I'm, I'm ancient. So there was a time, (laughs) there was a time, uh, where was I going with that? When I was in college, when I was in film school, this was even before, I mean, like, the, we, we learned how to use film camera. We learned how to make movies utilizing film which i understand that still happens but this is the day of digital like it's to call to call film an outdated medium is i mean <laughs> nothing is more more obvious right and i don't know if obvious was the right word i wanted to use but Anyway, um, yeah, so I grew up across the street from a blockbuster, and I've always been, I've always been a horror fan, and I've never really been confident in my ability to say the word horror, 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 horror. I was in ceramics class in high school, and my ceramics teacher can't recall his name at the moment but he looked like santa he looked like a beach santa you know what i mean he looked like the kind of santa that i i imagine they get in australia <coughs> and like new zealand and stuff that on that side of on that hemisphere where where the where the december January, February, November, like, those are the summer months for them. You know what I mean? The people who live there. What does your Santa look like? Australia. Does anybody in Australia or South America? Anyone south of the equator listen to this podcast? That's what I want to know. What does your... What do you guys do for Christmas? Because where I'm at... The United States, and you know, everywhere, everywhere on this hemisphere, on this side of the equator, because that's the flip flop, right? That's that's where it gets, that's where the change happens. It's it's the equator differentiates the two. (coughs) Excuse me, man, I'm my my throat's just drying out. But anyhow, is that right? Let me take a sip of this. Oh, I I started doing a new thing, too. I'm making tea with, um, just using cold water. I would always make tea with hot, and then I would get like kind of like that Goldilocks warm, kind of lukewarm vibe, where you could drink it without burning your tongue. But it was never really refreshing, and I guess if you're not drinking hot tea... There's something about the hot, the heat, the temperature of the tea that adds to the uh the sensation of it all. And it was all by accident. I have like one of those like stand up five gallon like water dispensary kind of things, and it does hot and cold water. Uh I had intended, I was having a cup of tea, and I had intended to use the hot water, but I didn't. I accidentally used the cold water and took a sip after after a little bit after I had thought that the hot water that I didn't use, uh, that after I had, I had believed it cooled down enough to like start drinking. And I took a sip and it was cold, like cold, cold. I was like, whoa, oh man. And I realized I used the wrong side of the water dispenser. But it was just as flavorful as if I used hot water so I've started using cold water in a tea bag, and it's just delightful. It's super refreshing. I don't drink soda. And I'm not one of these like seltzer water people. I don't like the fizz. I'm not a carbonation person. And then I don't like sweet, like sugary drink. You know what I mean? So it's like it's pretty basic like it's water or black coffee for me. Or just like straight tea. Uh but out of out of all those water was really the only refreshing thing coffee though wonderful and delicious i wouldn't consider refreshing even an iced coffee i wouldn't necessarily consider refreshing there's something about and maybe it's just because like the way i take it the bitterness and that bite isn't isn't something that like yeah the temperature of it could be cool on a hot day like you're walking around Disneyland or like the D- Disney World in the summer and it's just hot and you just need something to cool off. Um, iced coffee can do the trick and the cooling aspect, but it's it's the bite, the bite of the coffee. <coughs> Excuse me, man. It's the bite of the coffee that uh prevents it from being like a a super refreshing experience you can tell that i haven't podcasted in a while because my voice is out of practice it truly is like a muscle that you got to work out because i'm i'm burning out i'm drying out My, my voice is getting tired and every time i talk now i feel that little like tickle in the back of my throat that makes it feel like i want to cough but then i go to cough and it's a very lackluster cough like it's not like a chest clearing cough also if you're a doctor are those symptoms something that i should be concerned about <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh uh i take notice of my cold tea which come on try it try tea with cold water it's still a sipping thing it's not a chugging scenario <coughs> there we go, I think that did the trick. Um yeah, it's not a chugging scenario. It's it's still a sipper because the longer you leave the tea bag even in the cold water, it like infuses the flavor more. But anyway, uh I'm I enjoy it and I recommend it. So anyway, back to like seven tangents ago, uh I lived across the street from a blockbuster, so I would rent Oh back, you know what I have to I have to go back to this part first. Ceramics, high school. My teacher, my ceramics teacher in high school, uh yeah, Surfer Santa looking guy. He at one point, for whatever reason, asked like what your favorite genre was or something like that, and I said, I like horror. And he's like, You like horrors? <laughs> <laughs> and i was like what no go to a catholic school man what <laughs> he was like yeah i didn't what he's like i was like horror and he's like like i was like like movies scary movies and he's like oh okay Ho- horror, horror horror and i was like yeah that's what i said and he's like it's not what you said and ever since then i was like am i not saying this right and it makes it really difficult cuz i love the genre still, you know? I love hor- horror, hor- horror. 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 Horror? Horror. 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 <laughs> um, I like the music. Horror punk. I don't know. Just deal with the way I say it, okay? Uh, yeah, so I let, I lo- I've always loved horror. I love monsters of all shapes and sizes. And... Let's see, I think it must have been Scream. It had to have been Scream. Actually, it may have been Scream 2. One of my friends from school, this had to, must have been. It must have been sixth grade, maybe? Maybe, I might have that wrong, sixth or seventh grade. One of the two. And uh, his his dad took us to go see Scream 2 in theaters. And I hadn't seen the first Scream. I probably lied about it to my friend and said like, yeah, of course I saw the first Scream because I didn't want to sound not cool. But I hadn't, so Scream Two was actually my first slasher film experience, and and I say that I say that in in the way of like at younger age at, at younger ages I had inadvertently seen portions of other slasher movies like Friday the Thirteenth movies, Freddy Krueger stuff like that, but I would always like leave. You know what I mean? It would be on because somebody I was around was watching it, and then maybe it was even like the TV version or like a, a an HBO free weekend or something, and it happened to be on. But as soon as I saw something that creeped me out too much, I would I would bail. Uh, so Scream Two was my first like. I, there was no getting away. I was in a theater, and it's actually a really bad movie to see for like your. It's not. It's not a good first a uh, slasher film experience in a theater like it start the beginning of that movie starts with a murder in a theater <laughs> not not only not only does that movie start with a murder in a movie theater but it's a murder in a movie theater about the events that happened in the first movie so it's like it's a real meta thing cuz in <laughs> in the movie, people are wearing the ghost face mask and stuff like that. Like, you know, super fans going to see Stab, I think was the movie in the in the movie. Um, And people were doing the same thing with in, in reality because it was a sequel movie. So there were like super fans of the first movie coming in costume and stuff like that. So you're looking around like, oh my god. <laughs> like how how real is this? Um crazy. Crazy time the 90s. I uh anyway, so yeah, I I got into slasher movies due to the taboo nature of it of like, ooh. <laughs> I'm I'm too young. I'm too young to be watching people be murdered in these horrific fashions. And there's boobs in the movies and like drug use and all these things that I shouldn't be exposing myself to as like a preteen. And it was definitely not PG-13. These ratings are are there for a reason, kids. Um yeah, so I got into it. I got into it pretty heavy too. Uh <coughs> I was on <coughs> my uncle's uh Blockbuster account. He added me. ...as an authorized renter. I had my own Blockbuster card and everything. Of course I did. I lived across the street from a Blockbuster. I mean, why wouldn't I be, you know? And then my uncle also didn't have, like, a restriction next to my name in the system. Or even if he did, I was in, I was in that Blockbuster so frequently that I had, like, befriended the workers... So they kind of, they just let me rent whatever without question. (laughs) And uh, it was like, man, it was a really sweet, sweet scenario for me. Like, a lot of my childhood was not, you know, uh, it wouldn't be the envy (laughs) to a lot of people. Like, a lot of people wouldn't look at it and be like, wow, he, you know, I wish I had his life. But there were some aspects that were pretty rad. Uh, So, yeah, from that blockbuster, I I pre- I went through all of it, man. I went through everything. I went through, like, all the Halloweens of at the time, the Friday the 13ths at the time, the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I didn't do too many Nightmare on Elm Streets because those were super creepy, and they still kind of are super creepy to me. The idea, the idea of being attacked in your dreams, and there's nothing you can really do about it. You're being attacked in your dreams, like, dude. There's no more vulnerable place to be attacked than in your dream. What a brilliant concept for for a scary movie. Um, yeah, worked worked my way through all Chucky, all the child's play movies, and there was a there was I did enjoy them. You know what I mean, like. I did enjoy them, but even, even then I found them off-putting, but I felt, I kind of, I kind of chalked up the off-putting nature to it, um, to just like, yeah, nobody, nobody should find a lot of joy in watching people be gruesomely murdered. <laughs> so yeah, there was always, there was always that like twinge of, uh, to it kind of, so anyway. Um, as I matured, as I got older, as I, as I burned myself out on all of the slasher movies, I, I started getting into other avenues in the horror realm. And uh, hauntings and demon movies are my jam. Those, those, I would argue, to anyone all day long... Those movies are true horror movies. And then the Halloweens and the screams and and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, all of those are definitely slasher films for sure. And there's some horror nerd or ultra horror buff out there that's like pushing up their nerd glasses and saying, well, actually, and I respect you. I respect you, and I respect your passion for the genre, but I don't care. I care not. I care not about your personal or the collective uh, understanding of what these movies are called. To me, this is how I categorize them. This is what they are to me. So even though Leatherface is attacking people with a chainsaw, I'm still going to call it a slasher movie. Okay? Okay? You could argue that slasher means being slashed with a blade. No, I don't know, man. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Gore, I don't I'm not a gore guy either. And it's all it's kind of almost one and the same. Um but yeah, I really like haunting. Haunting movies like legitimately would scare me. And even to this day, the uh, those would scare me. They still do, for sure. I, I wouldn't have a hard time sleeping after watching, like, another Scream film, like a guy with a knife coming after you, which, of course, of course somebody chasing you with a knife is going to be a terrifying scenario, but I understand what it is. You know what I mean? It's a dude with a weapon, or a girl, you know, or not, I don't know or or non-binary could be anybody anybody could be a murderer it's not just gender specific (laughs) anybody anybody could be a a monster Uh, um everybody everybody has the the capacity to be to be a horrible person (laughs) it's not it's not specific to one one uh one party um <laughs> that makes me laugh for no reason. The whole just reality makes me laugh lately. um what was I saying? oh yeah, non-binary killer uh so a non binary killer is coming after you with a knife. You understand what it is. It's a person with a weapon, and ultimately, if it comes down to it, I can handle that. Now, I'm not I'm not trying to play macho man or like tough guy saying that you come at me with a weapon I'm going to you know I'm going to mess you up. No, no. No, usually usually no matter how well trained a fighter if somebody's coming at you with a weapon like there is a strong likelihood of you're going to get cut. You might not get stabbed, but you still might get cut probably uh just because like somebody frantically flinging a blade like the, even if they they're not like aiming just just the spastic nature of a blade flying around like you're going to get cut okay it's going to happen um but but logically you know how to handle that even if like you don't have the physicality to handle that you know you know the dy- you know the dynamic the dynamics of of the scenario you know it's a person you know people have clear weak spots you know what I mean sure they might be non-binary but that doesn't mean you can't kick him between the legs you know what I mean who knows what's there but no matter what's there it's still a point of weakness and and likely they'll go down. So, you know, human humans collectively have all the same all the same, you know, pressure points like that. Between the legs, the eyes, the the throat. Like these are all these are all points on everybody that'll 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 you know, they're they're points of weakness. Uh, a demon, though, or a ghost, a malevolent spirit, a poltergeist, a banshee. How do you do? What do you do? What do you? How do you handle that? We live in a reality where where the, the 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 sheer existence of ghosts is in question. You know, you might believe in ghosts. You might not believe in ghosts. You might not know. You might not. You might not know if you do or if you don't believe in ghosts. You might be spirit, uh, uh, spectrally agnostic. you <laughs> you're just unsure, and you can't say one way or another. And you're just waiting for the proof. You know, you got to see it to believe it but you're not ruling it out even without seeing it <laughs> uh, but anyhow so how do you deal with that How? how like, let's, let's go over it how do you deal with that you can't you don't have a proton pack proton packs don't even exist to my knowledge and if they do exist I know you don't have one I don't have one and I feel like if they did exist, I I would have one. I'd find my way to get one. I'd learn how to build one. I'd watch YouTube, and I would learn how to build my own proton pack. On you, uh, you could look actually. You could YouTube right now how to build a proton pack, and I bet you there's a video. I'm I'm willing to bet there's a video. And if there's not one, well. I'll make it. Uh, so what do you do? Holy water? How many people have holy water lying around? I mean, my my grandmother did. God rest her soul. Oh, my grandmother passed away, by the way. It's very sad. Uh, it's another... This is my first podcast since her passing, and I grew up with her. You know? She... Raised my sister and I after our parents passed away. It was living in her house was the house across the street from the blockbuster. Um, Yeah, not going to dive into that right now. Maybe I will down the line, but it's, uh, it's still heavy enough to where it would take me out of the fun of this. But, yeah. Uh, Anyhow, so she definitely had holy water lying around. Old Portuguese women, old Catholic women, I guess I should say, definitely have holy water just somewhere in the house. So that might help you out. I don't just have holy water. I have in the past, but I didn't have or I don't have currently. Uh, The house I live in now was questionable, spiritually, and to say the least. And at at a a job I worked at previously, uh, my boss took a trip to the Vatican, and I was like, hey, while you're there, if you're able to bring me some Vatican holy water... That would be cool. And it was just kind of one of those things that I would say to anybody. If I knew you were going to the Vatican, that's what I would say to you. Because it's just like, I feel like it's a goofy thing to say. Especially coming from me. Um, but she came through. She came through and she brought me some Vatican holy water. And I was like, well, <laughs> if there's one thing to... Uh alleviate the spiritual ambu- amb- amb- ambig- ambiguity ambig- amb- ambiguous nature the spirit <laughs> the spectral ambiguous nature of my home uh it would be holy water from the vatican so but then again you know the organ the catholic church as an organization i'm just i'm skeptical of anyway so their holy waters probably nothing it's, I don't know, man, counter-culture, counterculture Catholic is what I am. Hey, and you know what? Here's the thing. Here's something. Here's something, okay? At my grandmother's funeral, uh, we're, we're Catholic, and her funeral was also a, a Catholic mass. At some point, and my cousins, you know, my cousins and my uncle, well, My cousin Vanessa, for sure, because she did tell me, Um, she knows when they made the... They changed the words to the Mass. That's not okay. That's not cool. I went... I was... I grew up... I was an altar boy. You know, I did... I went through all the Catholic motions. I did, like, reconciliation. I did communion. I did confirmation. Like I said, I served my time as an altar boy. I never, I never had a personally sketchy uh, interaction with a priest ever. There was a priest named Father Dan, however, who uh, really cool guy. He he was always younger. Like he was he was younger than the other priests that we we were familiar with at our church. Um and one day we saw him at the beach like a bunch of us from you know like from school like a bunch me, me and a bunch of my friends who also knew him uh we we saw him at the beach boogie boarding and he came out of the ocean and we we're like whoa what up father dan like that's cool and he's like no i'm just dan now he gave up the priesthood nowadays I'm wondering if you met a lady or or he was just that good of a boogie boarder that he wanted to boogie board professionally although although one could argue you could be both a priest and a professional boogie boarder like they don't have to be mutually exclusive like I, I I, I say you can do both Where's the harm in both doing both? I think more priests should be professional boogie boarders. <laughs> it would just be i don't know it's just be a cool thing. <laughs> I mean they'd all have to be coastal priests, but you know something to consider i I understand that church attendance is down, so maybe maybe something to consider get some get some people in those pews. Uh, so yeah, they changed the words to a lot of it, like you know, the priest would say yada, 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 and you would say, and also with you. Well they changed with also with you and also with you to something like and may your spirit be just or something st- stupid like that. It was a lot there was a lot of words that were changed. I would go down the rabbit hole right now to like uncover exactly what would change, but I'm going to need to type and I'm holding the microphone in my hand and that's just going to be a mess. And I'm, I'm talking about something else anyway. Okay. So anyhow, back to my point, which actually the church and priests do play a part of. That would be another way to combat a haunting, is a priest. So if you don't have holy water, there's definitely there's definitely a Catholic church somewhere in your vicinity. And then on top of that, you can argue as well that there's a Catholic church somewhere in your vicinity. You could go you could go get holy water there. So I mean, if you're gonna have to leave your house anyway to go f- talk to a priest um you might as well try the holy water first cuz you don't want to bother the priest if you don't have to so anyhow um yeah human weak points poltergeist uh, a little more tricky and who who's to say that uh, that the holy water or a priest could could do the trick and you know what Demon demon demonic movies. The Exorcist, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, The Right. That was a really good one. The Right? The oh, Right was a really good one. Uh, what else? There's other ones that I've watched that I just don't know the names of. There was one. Um what was that one called? Something Exorcist, I think. Uh it was shot in the way of like found footage kind of film like pol like a a a paranormal activity or blair witch project it was shot like that but it was they followed an exorcist around and it, it, it was it was a uh, it was really good it was really good and and the ending the ending was a little I don't know man. It it was an ending that worked. However, the uh the methodology, right? I don't know. I don't know. I was gonna say like I don't want to spoil it, but I don't even remember what it was called, so I can't really necessarily spoil it. You may pick it up and be like, "Oh, this was the movie he was talking about." <coughs> so, the, it's a priest. <coughs> I gotta I gotta drink more of my my cold tea, which again you should try. Okay, so anyway, a priest had a camera crew follow them. He was like a priest, not a priest a reverend, a pastor, a pastor. Uh, it wasn't Catholic. So it was a pastor and he, uh, was, you know, he didn't necessarily believe per se that he was expelling demons from people, but he would, he would do the song and dance because a lot of times maybe that's what they needed. You know what I mean? He put on the show of the exorcist of the exorcism to cure people of of a psychological ailment, okay. Well, uh, this one such case turned out to be legitimate, and it was the whole time of like the guy, like, no, he can't, she can't. The, it was a girl. He was like, she can't really be possessed. No, it's got to be this. Let's try this. Let's try, this. and then as the film progresses, like, it becomes more and more apparent to him and the viewer. That oh no, this is a legit demon possession, and at the end of it, it turns out that the town, the town, the whole town are like worshippers of some sort of demonic entity, and uh they the girl that was possessed well they they were using her as like a vessel for for this demon that she ultimately like gives birth to when it's like a little dinosaur-looking creature kind of thing. And I don't know, man. It, it kind of went off the rails there. But at the same time, it's kind of like, I don't know. It worked. It worked. It was just like, oh, whoa, okay, this guy. They dialed this up to, like, 11 real quick. Uh, So we, we learn about all this because... The 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 pastor and the camera crew um, catch this whole like ceremony. Uh, all the townspeople like doing this demonic ceremony. Like they catch him in the act, and they witness the whole like what happens to the girl and stuff. And so the pastor, seeing all this, like he 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 gets up and he he like I think he like holds up a cross or something and he starts walking toward the the entity that was just birthed from this girl um ultimately like just to his he he his his faith was kind of restored he's like oh my god it is it is all real and he's an exorcist so he would be the one to call to combat this but you know, it cuts out and we're left to, we're left to wonder, did, did he succeed? Or, or, you know, is that, is there some sort of monster in, in our midst? So it was, it was good. It was worth the watch. Uh, Why was I going with that? Yeah. So, you know, a priest would have to help you with that one too. So what I'm getting at is I'm scared of the things that I would feel um I guess helpless against. Cause again, a person with a, a, a weapon, though you may be pretty helpless, there there is still that level of like that's still just another person. And I, I can if I can if i if i can if i if i can be brave enough or dumb enough to take a shot at them there there's a way to win that i don't i don't know about how i don't know any sure fired way to combat poltergeist or demons uh so yeah so movies like the sixth sense the sixth sense is one of the just Best horror movies ever. I would, I, I would put The Sixth Sense over any slasher film, any of them, any, all of them, every single one of them. I would say The Sixth Sense is better. Better as like instilling fear in you. Like you watch The Sixth Sense, watch it, and then that night, I dare you. To get up and go to the bathroom. <coughs> you won't do it. You'll hold your pee. I would. I have. Because you don't want to start walking down the hallway towards the bathroom at 3 o'clock in the morning. And have some little kid at the end of the hallway go. Hey. You want to see my dad's gun? And then turns around and the back of its head's blown out. You don't want to see that. You don't want to see that. You don't want to be thirsty in the middle of the night this was the night too you watched the movie and you got a little tired you watched the movie you had you know you, you you had a a a gummy bear that put you in a in a in a pretty magical frame of mind and you watched the sixth sense and you got tired and you wandered to bed but but then that like that dehydration kicks in and you wake up with a dry mouth you're like mm thirsty, and then you get up, you're going to tell me that you're going to be brave enough to get up and go to your kitchen, only to find this lady going through your cabinets and turns around and she starts screaming at you that it's your fault or, you know, whatever, and her wrists are cut. Like, bro, I'm scaring myself now thinking about that. Every single one of those... Every scene from that movie, like every ghostly scene in that movie, was terrifying terrifying i don't I don't hesitate to get up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom thinking that there's a dude in a mask waiting for me I mean that's something to be concerned about but i have I have a pit bull and I lock my doors and windows and stuff, so if you get through the locks and you got to fight the dog, and by the time you know if, if you, by the time you get through my dog, if you get through her, like I already have you in know, a rear naked choke, you know what I mean? Like you're the the tunnel's closing. <laughs> so, just you know, like I buy some time. Got obstacles. A ghost, though. Ghost doesn't care about my dog at all, and I can't choke a ghost. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> there's, there's no black belt on this planet <laughs> that could put a ghost in a kimura, and 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 that and that'd be it. It's not. It's not. It's not how it goes, and we're a demon for that matter. Now, however, however, if somebody is possessed by a demon. You for sure could do some jujitsu on them. How effective is it going to be? I don't know. And if you do say have them in like a rear naked choke, like if we're talking about the exorcist level of demonic possession, then, you know, their head could turn all the way around and they'll vomit green stuff in your face. So you might, you're not going to want to. You're not going to want to try jujitsu on somebody who's demonically possessed. And they might have freak strength too you know what i mean sometimes that's an an element of demonic possession is superhuman strength and and that would just really you know take that that kicks things up to a a notch that's just unreasonable it's just unfair really supernatural strength is it's it's an unfair advantage uh yeah, so, and then here's an, here's another thing here's here's another little I would argue again, I would argue that movies such as uh jaws or like big creature movies. I like big creature movies, anaconda, um. What else? You know what? The more that I think about it, though, because Jurassic Park popped into my head, but those are suspense, and I I will I will absolutely differentiate between suspense and horror, like Alfred Hitchcock movies, Psycho, Birds, um, uh, Vertigo, everything everything was suspenseful. And then you have uh shows like Twilight Zone and Black Mirror. Now those aren't necessarily horror and they're not quite suspense, but they're eerie. I I prefer all of those even uh over slasher films. Not a big fan of zombie movies though. Or, you know, and then, and then, and then here's another thing that I don't find necessarily scary, but it definitely is more horror centric in my mind is monster movies. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about like the vintage, like universal monster movies and stuff like that, or, you know, this island earth or like Attack of the Mole people. I love all those. I love those old time uh B horror movies. But they're definitely not scary. Nor are they necessarily uh suspenseful even, I, c- I would argue a lot of the time. Those I, I could even I-, I do consider true true horror and slasher and gore films like that's it's just it's a thing of its own you know what i mean and those movies can be done right because like the first couple saw movies those were those were unique and uh still gory as can be not i wouldn't actually say those are a slasher film though i haven't seen I haven't seen one since I don't know. I think three. I think Saw three was the last last one I saw. Aren't they up to like ten now or something like that? It just kinda it just kind of got too repetitive for me. I enjoyed the first two a lot though. Uh, yeah, those seem to get lumped in like Jigsaw. You know, it gets lumped into like the uh, the the slasher characters. Because whenever you see, kind of like, you'll see Chucky, Michael Myers, Ghostface, Jigsaw. Like, you'll see all these guys together. But Jigsaw, I wouldn't, he's not necessarily, he's not like a chase you down with a knife guy. I mean, Ch- even Chucky is a chase you down with a knife guy doll. Yeah, anyhow. Um, I don't know, is that going to turn some people off? <laughs> I got some I got some friends out there who are like devout uh slasher people. My homie, and and shout out Chris Wakefield. He actually has a horror podcast called Horror Homeschool and they go through all the it's kind of like the retrospectives I do, but, you know, horror movies. Uh, yeah, he's a big scream guy. And I think he's a big Halloween guy, too. Though I could be making that up, but I don't think I am. Uh, yeah, he's a real big scream guy. And I wonder what his take on all this is. Maybe we'll have him on. Maybe we'll have him guest, and he and I could duke it out over like what superior, like the superior horror content. That'd be fun on a future episode of Skeleton Crew Fright Club, which I guess could wrap this one, huh? I didn't actually intend on it being about like my take. On horror, and then there's alien movies. Speaking of the sixth sense, signs like mm, suspense, suspense. Take it back, don't worry about it. Suspense, uh, yeah. So that brings this episode to a close. I didn't intend on it being like horror centric, but it really worked out, especially you know, being a Fright Club episode. Uh, yeah. I'm feeling motivated. I'm feeling inspired. I'm feeling conflicted though too as well. Uh We'll see how it all plays out. <laughs> I am um, Yeah, I just got this really weird tinge to uh I don't know, man. Just kind of is rad is rad in a rock necessary, or should it just all should it just all reform into uh cl- like skeleton crew fight club stuff? I don't know, I don't know because because part of me pieces of me feel like why have so many different things? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Why ha why have so many different things? Named so many different things. It's a lot to keep up with. There's a lot to keep track of for people. You know what I mean? Am I gonna have radnorrock.com? Am I gonna start other social media channels or or uh YouTube like streaming channels for, for Radner Rock? But I've done so much Radnorock stuff already, but it's not, I'm not going to. But I do have that thing in me where it's like, well, if I'm not calling it that anymore, I have to redo it all. But at the same time, no, I don't. And then if everything is just Skeleton Crew Fight Club, uh, does that diminish the other stuff, like the retrospectives? No, I got to keep it Radnorock. But that's hard to say. You know what I mean? It's hard to say. And it's hard to say, ultimately, altogether. Gonna have to toy with this. Gonna have to have to let this dance around in my head for a bit. Um, Yeah, man. It's a good time, though. I really enjoyed this. Definitely motivated to do more, and more frequently. Uh, and that being said, the only way I'm able to do more of this, and more frequently, is with... Uh, support from people like you. <laughs> Those of you out there listening to this and only listening to this because there's no video, there's no accompanying video to this. Uh, yeah, we sponsor ourselves. We sponsor ourselves with our merchandise. Our Skeleton Crew store where you can pick up all your Anything, anything your little heart can concoct within the realms of the things we can get printed. Um, Bane has an idea of making plushies. Is that something that'd be cool? Little plushie characters of our characters. We have the spooks. Are like our mascots, essentially. Specter spooks, Susie spooks. You know a sheet ghost without a sheet's just a skeleton <laughs> i don't i don't know if that's real but it sounded pretty cool huh uh yeah my, my 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 mind's are spinning i don't know i shouldn't do it maybe i should i don't know we'll we'll figure it out we'll figure it out uh yeah yeah where was I going with? Oh yeah, we sponsor ourselves. We sponsor ourselves. So go visit lealegacy.com slash shop or, or skeletoncrewfightclub.com. And that is C-R-U-E, like the Motley crew, but skeletonized. It, yeah. Visit, visit, take a stroll through our web store and pick yourself up something nice. Pick something up nice for somebody, you know, we have, anything and everything, that's not true, but we got a lot of things, if you and I share uh, similar tastes, then you'll definitely find something you'll love, without a doubt, you do jujitsu, do you, yeah, do you do jujitsu, well, if you do no gi, (laughs) <laughs> then you need a rash guard, and we sell rash guards now. That's right. Getting into some of the fight gear game. Rash guards. That's what we do right now. Rash guards. But they're really good rash guards. I, I wear one to jiu-jitsu. I wear one to class. When I have jujitsu. I wear one. I should go to more gi classes, but I don't. So I don't know if I'm ever going to get a stripe on my belt, and I'll be a white belt forever, but I'll know how to choke people unconscious with no gi. It's going to be weird. (laughs) I wonder how that would work. What if I'm clearly at like a blue belt level with no gi, but I never do gi classes? Like, am I just a perpetual white belt? (sighs) Something, something to consider for me, but Hey, these are good rash guards only going to be adding more and more Things of that nature to our store in the future. Uh, if you're a Disney fan like myself, we have a Disnerd collection with with all Disney inspired Skeleton Crew stuff. Uh, what else do we have? We have man, I don't know. We got our 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 seasonal selections. Whatever whatever season it is, whatever holiday is is in reach, we'll have. We'll have things that that reflect that like right now in our prime timeline we got our Halloween stuff out there we got our our little little leal character with a pumpkin as a head. that's pretty fun. It's pretty cool. Our other little mascot I got three little mascots uh little Leal and the spooks huh'd be a fun fifties band uh rockabilly band psychobilly band. <laughs> Little Leo and the Spooks? Oh, man, that's such a Psycho Billy band name. Uh, okay, anyway, anyway, anyway. And like I said, I'm just, I'm having this like crisis all of a sudden about like, do I even keep the moniker Radnor Rock, or is it just one, one extra thing? Is it one thing too many? You know? Is it one thing too many? I think it might be one thing too many. Because Skeleton Crew is like already embedded in doll. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say, but I probably won't rid anything maybe I will. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Keep stay tuned. And you know how the best way to stay tuned is by following us on any one of your favorite social media platforms and any one of your social media platforms we can be found the same way. Leal legacy l-e-a-l legacy or at skeleton crew fc not dot com not yet but maybe but skeleton crew fc or leo legacy across all your favorite social media platforms x twitter facebook all of them all of them those are their are two uh usernames and and on gaming as well our our playstation names Leo Legacy and Skeleton Crew FC. Um, yeah. What else is there? I think that's about it. Subscribe, like, follow, do all those things if you would. I would appreciate it. And the best way, the only way, to help grow this podcast in in a way that's not simply financial is, uh, spread the word word of mouth and with that I say thanks for being a friend and telling a friend